You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now here's your host, Vince. Hello, everybody, and welcome to issue 218 of the Comic Book Informer podcast, coming to you on June 10th. How are we doing this week, Raj? I'm still sick, damn it. (laughs) I've had enough of this crap. And it's a different sick. That's what pisses me off. If it was just the one sick, you know, and you're like, I really hate you, but I gotta admire your tenacity with it hanging on and not let me get past it and be like, all right, but this is just one after another, after another. That's it. So I'm going to be fairly quiet this episode. Because speaking hurts my throat. (laughs) Well, I decided this week we would take a look at some of the new stuff coming out of DC now that Convergence is over with and they're onto their DCU initiative, kind of spreading things around. Like we said, uh, when they first started announcing some of the new comics, a lot of different ideas, different uh, directions that they're going in. Nothing all that out of the ordinary this week, but still some comics I wanted to take a look at, starting off with the new Batman Beyond number one, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Bernard Chang and Marcelo Maiolo. And this comic sure caught me by surprise, just in general, because I had no idea what the heck was going on. Uh, I had to do a little research. Apparently, the Futures End miniseries that neither one of us read, and by miniseries, I think went, what, like 48 issues? Yeah, I was going to say, how does that qualify as <laughs> miniseries? Uh, the whole concept of that was that Bruce had sent Terry back in time to stop what was essentially the end of the world for them, and he sent them far back, but not far enough back. So it was kind of between the current time of the DC universe and the Batman Beyond time. And whatever happened there, Terry died and Tim Drake actually came back to Terry's time period as the new Batman. So there was a big acclamation in this comic because you tell me I'm reading a Batman Beyond comic. I'm expecting Terry. I'm expecting Max. I'm expecting Bruce. I wasn't expecting anything that we got out of this issue. See... And I agree wholeheartedly. I I I wish they had stuck with Terry simply because we see these characters all the time already. The the Beyond was Terry's mm-hmm. and we got to know and got to care about that character a lot. So by making it so it's yet another Tim Drake comic kind of thing or the core bad family, then it's just yet another one of those. So I was disappointed. That said, the story was still strong enough throughout mm-hmm. that I thought it was really, really quite interesting. I I quite enjoyed this. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I did really like the comic. And they did say, you know, Max is still out there somewhere. And, you know, some other characters popped up here and there that were familiar it's just, God, I know we both really loved Terry as a character, so it's going to be an acclamation period of accepting Tim as the new Batman Beyond because Terry was just such a great character, and they did so much great work with him over the past couple years. It's it's yeah. kind of disheartening that that's all gone now. Yeah, that's, Terry is... That's a, the way of comics. Yeah, Terry as a character was great because not just 
obviously in the comics, but in the the series as well. But there was so much growth with that character, and and he never felt like a whiny teenager, even though crap was hard for him and he had lost his father and he was trying to deal. And yeah, there was moments of teenage angst, but it never felt like teenage melodrama. And I always liked that about that character because that's a cliche that far too many creators fall on is all teenagers who have problems are, you know, emo. And that's simply not the truth. So, so yeah, when this was done, the only thing that kept me and that continues to keep me hopeful, is that this is a DC post-convergence where timelines are really pretty loosey-goosey. So they could very easily bring Terry back one way or another. Just go back to that point and snatch him back or whatever you want to do. But it's obvious that something could be done to bring him back. At the very least, give us the uh, alternate universe T. I'd settle for that. Yeah. But still, yeah, we both really enjoyed it, and I assume you're going to be reading issue two as well as I am. Oh, God, yeah. And the stuff just going on with the robot, super Justice League kind of thing, that Mm -hmm. was something that I talked about when there was that screen, and it was like, holy crap, I want to see more of that. Looks awesome. Well, we are. So this, again, it's I was disappointed because no Terry, but that said, everything else is really so freaking good that I loved it. Yeah, and you can tell they have a handle on the character. And by the character, I mean both incarnations of him. And they're able to play off that of, you know, what we would expect from Terry versus what we're actually going to get from Tim. Because they're not the same character and they're not being written as the same character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, moving on, we had Green Lantern number 41, written by Robert Venditti, art by Billy Tan, Mark Irwin, Alex Sinclair, and Tony Avina. I have no idea what's happened in the Green Lantern comics for the last year two years i don't know i kept poking my head in there going nope and then (laughs) coming right back so once again i'm poking my head in the middle of whatever is going on here we see hal is essentially an outlaw now from the green lantern corps has this power glove gauntlet sort of thing that replicates the green lantern powers without being exactly it but i kind of liked a lot of aspects of this because they kept over the last couple of years trying to play Hal up as, you know, this pinnacle of a Green Lantern. And I've always liked Hal as a bit of that renegade character. So if they're going to continue to explore that aspect of him, I, I might stay interested in this for a little while. I had no idea why he wanted me to read this because I thought we were doing like the the new jumping on points. And I read this and I'm going, because I didn't want to read Batmite and Bizarro. That's why we read going this. On? <laughs> well, I read Batmite. Um <laughs> But uh, no, I read this and I was like, freaking Hal Jordan trying to be all melodramatic with the the Dresden Files duster and everything. And I'm going like, buddy, come on. The the character design needs a little bit of work. I'll grant you that. Yeah, you could tell what they're going for. And I'm going, oh, but it was just funny. It was just funny. In terms of the actual story... I mean, it was interesting. I like Lantern stories, so it was interesting. And it did make me curious about what has been going on with the Green Lantern Corps because it sounds like a lot. So I'd be curious to read the back issues from this actually now. 
I'm not going to read the back issues, but <laughs> I will see how the story plays out here going forward because at the end when they show up and Oa is gone, that's a pretty big plot point. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And I said, I'm just interested to see how they deal with uh, this version of Hal that they've got here now, now that he's not an actual Green Lantern, but still trying to do his thing. It's It's a different twist on the character and it's a character that kind of desperately needs a twist at this point. Yeah. And then the third comic that we read this week was Justice League number 41, written by Jeff Johns, art by Jason Fabok and Brad Anderson. And, oh, this was a comic. <laughs> this is the first chapter of the new Dark Side War storyline they've got going on, which apparently Dark Side is coming back after the Justice League, as well as a lot of other characters that I don't recognize. Uh, <laughs> I did uh, like the bits with Mr. Miracle. I've always liked that character, and he's been very poorly written for the last ever. Uh, but I, th- I thought he was handled pretty well here. Uh, fun character to have around. Although, Hal Jordan's in this comic. As a Green Lantern. <laughs> and I know timelines are not always going to sync up along comic books. But when you have two vastly different interpretations of the same character coming out in the same week, it feels really awkward. See, this is what's got me curious and concerned for what's coming up for both of these, for both this as well as the Secret Wars stuff with the Battle Worlds, because it's the same kind of thing where it's this patchwork quilt of all kinds of realities being held together by one person or whatever kind of thing. So, I mean, I, I read a whole bunch of stuff this week from Marvel where you've got two different Wolverines kicking around in different areas, two different Mm -hmm. hulks and, and all kinds of stuff. And it's the same kind of thing here because I did notice exactly what you're saying as well. I was actually, but as far as I know, these two comics are supposed to be in the same universe. That's the thing. How how are we going to know? We, we kind of don't. That's the thing. I, I don't, unless you know something, I don't, I, I don't know how we're going to know which is, you know, Earth whatever, Earth 2 or Earth this or whatever. At least that allowed it to make some modicum of sense before because you knew, mm-hmm. okay, this is not going to be the same kind of story with Batman because it's on Earth 2 or whatever. With these here, when I was reading these two, it was like, okay, where the hell are they? Who? How does this make sense? Yeah, I I agree. And then the comic as a whole, it was just so all over. Like it was a big comic. It was what, like 40 pages, I think? It was a, it was a long one. And it jumped around like you had the stuff uh, on Apocalypse with Mr. Miracle, which I said I I liked that bit. But then you had all the stuff going back on Earth with the Justice League where I knew some of what was going on because I was kind of keeping track of Justice League over the past time. Like the stuff with uh, the power ring, I knew that. But like all the stuff going on with Luthor and it's just – I don't know. There's an awful lot going on in this comic that – I'm not saying this was one of their jumping on points, but if this is their first big issue after a big event where they're trying to bring in new readers, not it didn't grab me. This even jumping into the middle of the Green Lantern story, that still grabbed me. This didn't so much. Yeah, I can't disagree. I I wasn't that impressed with the story to begin with. It mm-hmm. it didn't feel like anything original. 
and we've been seeing a lot of different dark side stuff and whatnot. So it's like, eh, kind of striking me as the same kind of thing so far. So I really, I was not overly impressed. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it's kind of weird to say it. When was the last time you really enjoyed a Jeff Johns comic? <sighs> been know. a while, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that doesn't bode well. It's it's not that he doesn't know it right. It's just that mm-hmm. it's what we've seen many times now. So it's not quite as much fun to read. I think John's works best when he comes in with a new idea, writes something, and then just leaves. <laughs> like that was the problem with his Green Lantern stuff. He just wrote it for so long he was rehashing old ideas. And now we've seen the same thing. This is his 41st issue of Justice League. And it's just kind of starting to feel the same at this point. Like when he first started writing it, that that first, you know, New 52 story with Darkseid and the League, that was great stuff. And then it just kind of ran out of gas. So I, I'd like to see him move on to something new at this point and try and bring a fresh idea somewhere else. Yeah. All right. Well, as for what we're reading, I didn't read any of the other DC stuff because honestly, it just didn't interest me. But uh, I'm interested to see what you have to say. That said, I did read Secret Wars number three. And I'm still really loving this miniseries. <laughs> Again, all my misgivings about what it represents and what they're doing with the line. I still like the actual core miniseries. It was another really strong issue for me. The stuff they did with Doom and Doctor Strange and a lot of the character stuff. I'm still really into what they're doing with that storyline. I have to say I like this one better than the first two. Mm-hmm. Um not just because I have a little bit more of an understanding of what they're trying to do, but just because I think it was better. And it was much more focused. So I I enjoyed aspects of this. Not all of it, but I did certainly enjoy aspects of it. That talk with Doom and Strange was just – that was great Hickman stuff right there. <laughs> I like Miles meeting Peter. <laughs> like what are the odds? In Marvel, pretty high, of course. I guess. Of course. Um, I read a whole bunch of the the Secret Wars minis, uh, Future Imperfect, uh, Years of Future Past. Uh, None of them really worked for me. Uh, The only one I wanted to mention was the Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. This started off, I was really not liking this because it's definitely going back to a certain time in the Spider-Man franchise when him and Mary Jane were happy together. You know, happily married couple. They 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 inserted a daughter in here, calling her Annie for some reason. Uh, I would have gone with May, but okay, whatever. And it's just it just read like an old Spider-Man comic that I know a lot of people have a fondness for. But and you know, years ago I probably would have too. But we've seen so much change from the character. I don't want to go back to that time and that setting. And then it all completely changed when Venom showed up, and the comic became pretty awesome. <laughs> So I'll definitely be checking out the second issue of that one now. Yeah, yeah. I, it wasn't the strongest we've seen lately, definitely, but it did have some very cool things. It, it wasn't even the best Spider-Man comic out this week. No. <laughs> and then the the final comic I want to talk about was uh, The Wicked and the Divine, the image series that I've been really enjoying. And we've reached the point in every Kieran Gillen story where he just destroys you emotionally. <laughs> He has the incredible knack to just pull the rug out from under you at a point in the story. And it's not a big like, oh, haha, gotcha. Didn't see this coming. But just the way he plays out his storytelling, you get emotionally invested with the characters that when something horrible happens to one of them, 
you really feel it. And uh, what they've gone through now in, I think, 11 issues, 12 issues, however long it's been, I, I still really, really dig this comic. Cool. And uh, I'm sure you got a bunch for us this week. <laughs> I do. <laughs> because I've been sick. So what do you do? You sit down and you read comics. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a whole lot. But I'm not going to do a ton. Most important one is freaking Star Wars. See, I'm still not reading the main Star Wars, but I did oh, catch the news articles about what's going on. Yeah. You know what's funny? And and I love this. Between this and, and, and other things that we've read with other IPs, whether it's like the Firefly stuff where we're getting the continuation of stories or whatever, or like these, and like we're getting canon stuff here on, you know, one of the greatest characters in movie history. (laughs) And it's in the comic book. It's not in the movies. But yeah. And it just kind of, you're reading along and there's all this Han and, and Leia stuff going on as part of the story. And actually... These have been quite good as well. They they really got much better as the the story is progressing, and mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, boom, Han's married, <laughs> and you see his wife, and it's like what? <laughs> and it doesn't even end on that. You would think, okay, there's the cliffhanger for the the issue. Nope, we're still going to toss some more stuff with Luke and Darth Darth Vader at the end. Just one page with Darth Vader is like holy crap, that's a killer image. <laughs> what I loved is everybody complaining, oh, my God, you can't change the Star Wars canon like that in a comic book. But I was like, really, what are they changing? Because honestly, it kind of makes sense for Han oh, Solo to have an estranged, right, estranged wife. Yep. And it's not explained if they're separated or if he just fools around behind her back. It could be any number of things. And honestly, you could believe most of them. Hell, he might have a wife on every planet for all we know. And that just gives a lot more depth to the character. Uh, I thought this was fantastic. It it was enough of a big deal that now I want to read the Star Wars comic again, yeah. even though I kind of checked out a few issues ago. And And again, it's not like they made this huge thing leading up to this. And that's part of what I really respect here too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big production of blah, blah, blah. It was just a, you know, you flip the page, boom, he's married. <laughs> Story keeps going. It's like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> and so, yeah, I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, both of, I had read the, the last two, five and six to get caught up and uh, digging it, digging it. Seriously, it's gotten quite a bit better. Um, okay, so let's go through some. Did you read uh, Darth Vader this week, too? That I didn't, actually. Okay. That was really good. I, I figured you were going to bring it up, so <laughs> I know you get angry when I steal your comics. <laughs> no, Darth Vader was really good, as usual. Right. Okay. There's a, there, just like you said, the scene with him at the end of Star Wars, there's a scene with him at the end of this issue that's just fantastic. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, before I get to the main ones... Um, once again, I know you're still not reading it, but newest postal is—it's on the list. No, no, I'll I get am, to it. I, I, I've <laughs> given up on trying now, but uh, <laughs> but it is still really, really good. Like again, we're getting a lot more different dynamics going on between the characters as new people are being introduced and as existing people are trying to. 
rework their setting their place inside of this town and the hierarchy kind of thing. It's just, it's still a really, really good series. I mm. really enjoyed it. So that was a issue four. Did you read the Sons of the Devil or Sun? Yeah, Sons of the Devil. No, didn't Nicolato. even hear that one. It was a new series, uh, image series from Nicolato, uh, Buca, whatever. Okay. Um, I <laughs> not that good. I take it. <laughs> well, no, it's not that it wasn't good. It's just that. Not enough happens, mm-hmm. really. Like, there's a bunch of stuff, obviously, that happens, but not enough of consequence. Not enough to make you care about the characters or or what's going on. So, and it's just yet another kid that was in an orphanage setting, kind of thing, and has got his issues, and somebody wants to try to help him find his old man potentially and stuff like that. So there's there's some interesting things in there, but also some fairly gimmicky things and like I said not nearly enough happened certainly nothing original so I'm pretty much clocking out already after only just the one okay um, did you read the uh... trying to see if, if I read it <laughs> <laughs> did you read the saga the latest saga and then I'm thinking did I read the latest saga it was a few weeks ago, but yes, I did. But we didn't talk about it. No. So um, I enjoyed this one, actually. Mm-hmm. It was good. I really enjoyed it. I like bringing in the brother, Spider Brother, as yes. well. Seeing where that's going to go kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> Don't wake up my cat. <laughs> and I like the... I like as the little girl is getting older, too, and that relationship is changing as well. So... That's one of the things I really do like about that comic is there's a sense of a passage of time. Yes. Like the characters are growing yeah. literally and figuratively as the story goes along. Yeah, I agree. And that's – it's it's all important. We talk about that often when we're talking about games too, like especially uh, MMO games where we want permanence but we also want change as, as we play it over time. And yeah, this is one of those where you can appreciate the passage of time. Mm-hmm. Um, did you read yet another new series, um, material? No. Another image, number one. How am I missing all these? (laughs) This was weird. This was weird, confusing, and I wasn't crazy about the art style. Mm. So, no sense talking about it. Okay, let's talk about some... Uh... Oh, I did read that Invincible, by the way, too, the last one. That was freaking mm-hmm. awesome. How great was that last page? Yeah, really. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> See, part of the problem is, again, going back to Secret Wars and what's going on now, is that we've also got stuff like what's going on in Guardians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... there's still regular continuity stuff going on as well. Yeah. So you're like, what the hell's going on here? I like the stuff that was going on in Guardians, actually. <laughs> the stuff with him maybe being the ruler at the end, I thought it was, it's yeah, funny. It's been a fun little story. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, let's see what happens. But it makes no sense in terms of 
the rest of the canon moving forward now. Eh, but what is the canon moving forward? Don't <laughs> think about time. it too much is what it boils down to. Did you read uh, Groot number one? No, I didn't check that one out. It's actually, it was, I liked it. I, I knew you would and I figured you'd tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it has even a Scotty Young feel at times kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just that vibe to the two of them rock, obviously rockets in there and they're adventuring and things like this. So, so you mean the entire comic isn't, I am Groot? No, no. I'm disappointed. But there's a lot of that. <laughs> there is a, a parody of, of Superman's origin, which is kind of cute, but it was like pretty ham fisted. We, we've seen that enough at this point. Yeah. Okay. The little Marvel. AVX, did you read that one? No, I completely forgot that came out. <laughs> oh, now I'm upset. Why don't we have this in our life every month? <laughs> All the time. I don't understand why Marvel doesn't just say, listen, that's it. You're off covers. Okay, that'll free up all your time. And let's just get you working on this stuff here. Because this is fantastic. Marvel probably makes more money off him doing variant covers. That's why. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing spectacular. It is something that you very much can read with a child. The mm-hmm. child will think it's funny. You'll get the little behind the panel jokes kind of thing that are more geared for people who have been reading the comic as it's been going on, or various comics, X-Men or Avengers. I mean, kid's not going to appreciate Modoc in a comic, quite like a, an adult or, 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 you know, things like that. I don't necessarily appreciate Modoc in a comic. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, yeah, it was funny and cute, and the art was just so amazing. It was unbelievable. Um, okay, so what else we got here? Armor Wars number one. I looked at that one and I did. I passed. It was actually one of the better ones. I really? felt, yeah. And because initially I thought, okay, this is just going to be like Iron Man stuff. And while yes, there's a lot of Iron Man stuff and Iron Man from me, like this is a different parallel universe kind of thing here mm-hmm. because like everybody wears a suit in to survive in this universe. So that's why it was interesting originally because you're getting like this iron Spider-Man person and it's Peter Urich. And so it's, Hmm. again, it's a Spider-Man, but in an Iron Man suit kind of thing, but still with with the web shooters and the, I I actually had to make the sound because I couldn't remember web shooters for a minute. (laughs) 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 Listen, those coal pills are strong. Wow. <laughs> you knew what I meant is what it boils down to. Yes, so I shut did up. <laughs> but, but I appreciate you for telling me. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but it was like, I was seriously digging it. And then at one point I'm like, oh, well, crap. <laughs> I don't, again, I really don't want to spoil too much here, but I was like, I'm still really looking forward to reading more on this though because the manner in which this universe works i mean jesus we could be getting all manner of iron man kind of 
blends with other heroes and all that. And like I, I know I've said, I'd like originality. I also kind of like when they do this well. And so far, I it is done well. So I really, really enjoyed this. All right. Um, Wolverine's is drawing to a, an end. A merciful end. <laughs> no, this has been anything but merciful. <laughs> merciful? This is, I, they've had me chained to the back of their car, dragging me around town, scuffing me up on the ground. This has not been merciful. This continued to be, it, this was better than the last couple, I will say that. That's not to say it's good, but it's at least been a little bit better than the last one. But this whole... Another 40 or so issues, they might have a good comic on their hands. I don't think I'd even go that far. <laughs> I think you're pushing it there quite a bit. But yeah, it's it's just... The whole bit about the stealing, oh, everybody's healing powers and and what Mystique's doing and the how the Grandmaster plan is actually not, you know, the Grandmaster plan that we've been led to believe this was going to be. So this is like, we've read several dozen issues now of Wolverines under the, you know, misguided conception that this is going to be about this and the last minute kind of, no, it's not, that's not what's going to happen here. And it was just like, oh, God. No, it's just I didn't enjoy it. Okay. Uh, it's not surprising. but Okay, let me just quickly look through here. There's some I other... dream of the day when you go, Vince, I read the best issue of Wolverines. <laughs> it, it could happen. It's highly unlikely, but it <laughs> could happen. Years of uh, Future Past, number one, did you read it? I did. I wasn't really into it. I I liked aspects of it, but other parts I wasn't crazy about. Um, it. I like how it's kind of building off of what we already saw in Days of Future Pass. I like that it's trying to do things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I don't know if it's just that we've seen too much of this already kind of thing. I don't know if it's just that I'm tired of the story or if it's it was actually well enough done kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, I, I read it as it was okay, but no strong opinions one way or the other. Yeah. And it's it, we both enjoyed Days of Future Pass. I mean, even looking back at it still enjoyed it so you would think that this would be something that'd be right up both our alleys and for me it was kind of like oh, that was interesting but eh, meh whatever mm-hmm. um, did you read the extinction one too as well no that that's one of those ones where I don't I don't want to go back to that era of Marvel <laughs> you show me Havoc wearing a trench coat and I will walk very quickly in the other direction <laughs> yeah it was uh yeah, I, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> I, I, it did not impress me at all as well. And it was kind of like, mm, yeah. Some comics just feel like a waste of time when you're reading them. Like you get to mm-hmm. the end and it's like, damn, I could have done something else with that, you know, five, ten minutes. And 
that's what that comic was for me when I finished it. So. Okay, last one. No, not Batmite. All new X-Men. Yes. You read it. I did read that one. Okay. What do you think? I think it felt like what should have been part of a larger story that they just squashed into one issue. I see. I didn't feel that way. I felt like it was very much. I, it, it took too long to, for too little to happen. I felt actually. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that is I feel that way also simply because well, it's, they had to do all the setup and then they ran out of pages and went, Oh, we just have to finish the story now. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's stuff that we've seen how many freaking times as well. The AVX stuff, and that's all this is, except instead of AVX, A is kind of going, and go pick up after your ex people. And uh, that's it. And and so it's just like, I don't know, it was was nothing original. It was really, I I wasn't crazy about, I know it was just like a one-shot kind of story to toss in between all the madness that's going on. And and the obvious setup at the end with Gene that's going to do something to fix all this, but no. Is that maybe if we knew all new X-Men was going to continue, and now that there's, you know, this other group of mutants that are living up there with them, I, I can see, like, okay, that'd be interesting, you know, the dynamics now that you put Boom Boom and, you know, some of these other characters into the into the mix. But as far as I know, all new X-Men is kind of ending, so it seems largely pointless. Yeah. So, all right, that's it for me. No Batmite? Dude, I can barely talk right now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> all right, this week's new releases. We've got all kinds of crap from Marvel. We have 1602, Witch Hunter Angela, number one. Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, number one. Ghost Racers, number one. I have such high hopes for that comic. Please don't let me down. Inferno, number two. Kanan, The Last Padawan, number three. Marvel Zombies, number one. Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos, number one. Secret Wars 2099, number two. Silk, number five. Spider-Verse, number two. Ultimate End, number two. And Weird World, number one. I don't even know what to say. (laughs) From DC, we have Batman, number 41. Constantine the Hellblazer, number one. Detective Comics, number 41. Earth 2 Society, number one. Gotham Academy, number seven. And number ones for Red Hood Arsenal, Section 8, and Starfire. And from Image this week, we have Black Science, number 15. Descender, number four. Injection, number two. Saga, number 29. And The Walking Dead, number 142. And really the only thing else out there that caught my interest this week was from Valiant. We have Unity, number 19. So you've got regular universes, alternate universes, you name your universes. There's something out there for you this week. And we'll see what of that we had to think uh, come next episode. So as always, you can find us online at comicbookinformer.com or on Twitter at CBNinformer. And until next week, thanks for listening. Man, you butchered that. I, I, I would, yeah, I, I am really... in such a good mood wow. that I will let you redo that if you want. And no, I won't even no, put it no. as an okay. I have, to, I have to stand by it. Take the good with the bad. Because that was horrific. It was really bad. Just dub in one of my ones from a previous week. <laughs> no, I can't. You, you either give it to me now or not at all. No, we're, we're sticking with it. All right, then.
make sure to stop by comicbookinformer.com and let the guys know what you think in the comments. If you'd like to hear more from Roger and Vince, check out Popcorn Ronin, a bi-weekly movie, TV, and anime podcast, as well as For the Lore, a weekly gaming podcast.